Jackson, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. How about yourself? Folks, I got a uh, Jackson Boyd with me. He's a uh, you know a fitness enthusiast, trainer extraordinaire, a very interesting guy. Jackson, give give the folks listening just the Jackson 101. Oh my, yeah. Again, my name is Jackson Boyd. Uh, grew up uh, here in Nashville, Tennessee. Born and raised in the Brentwood area. Um, went to Oak Hill School, Brentwood Academy. Um, went to college at Ole Miss. Um, actually, was there for six and a half years and <laughs> got out and. Um, actually bartended my way through, through school was probably the best thing that I could have ever done. It's taught me so much about, um, you should, so many things with like, you know, uh, customer service, building relationships, you know, dealing with crazy drunk people and just, uh, all, all that kind of stuff. Um, went to Houston, Texas. Um, actually followed a girl out there. Don't ever do that. Um, and started working for Tom James in the um, custom clothing business. Um, didn't spend too much time in Houston. It really wasn't my favorite. Um, was there for about just shy of a, a full year and uh, left to come back uh, to Nashville um, just to, you know, kind of see what I could get going here mm-hmm. um, job wise and, and all that, which I, which I found was a lot more challenging than I initially thought. Um, but yeah, I came back to Nashville and um, my longtime best friend and also Nashville native who went to high school, college with me, Stephen Richards. Um, we actually started a custom clothing company here in town. Um, that was something, you know, I, I've always had a, a passion in was just fashion and, you know, fitness and, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, Stephen was just such a, a great partner to go in, into that with because, you know, he shares that same creative mind. He's got a great fashion sense. He's got such a good business acumen and just um, just like a master networker. And uh, we went in, into that together and it ended up not um, working out just for a lot of reasons. I, I'm, you know, still so young, just, um, still so many things I was trying to learn about myself. I was, you know, uh, living at home. It was just, you know, I was you know, just in that time in my early, you know, my early twenties and you know, no one really tells you how hard that limbo period is after college, you know, yeah, it's just it's like, like, it's just like, you know, you're out of college and you're like, okay, now what, you know, like some, so many people that you, at least I grew up with, had had something set up for them after college. Like, you know, they majored in something, they specialized in something where they could just go right into that certain career path. But that's not really the route I, I ever really took. I've always kind of been the one to dance to the beat of my own drum and do things a little bit differently. And sometimes it's not been the, the best thing for me. But, you know, in other ways, it's been such a blessing in other ways, too. But um, Stephen and I parted ways with, with that company. He's still actually running... Um, the company, which is now Richard's Bespoke, and he, he's killing that in every way, shape, and form. And I've actually started my own personal training business um, called Boyd Body Fitness. Um, it's actually grateful enough to be um, cast as a main cast member on a, a reality TV show here in town in, in Nashville called Music City. Mm-hmm. And that was on CMT, which was kind of cool just because uh, I was able to do that with my cousin, Alexandra Harper, who's also a Nashville native. And, um, you know, she's kind of been my best friend all my life. We're extremely close and we got to do that together. And um, it's been a really, really cool thing. We just wrapped up season two, um, just came out that CMT is not going to pick up season three, but we're kind of shopping around the show to MTV, Netflix, things of that nature. And actually just currently got, I actually got um, engaged 
in December. Congrats. Yeah, man. So just trying to fill out that whole process. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it is a lot of fun. It's yeah. uh, pretty stressful at, at times, but you know, it's a, it's a very cool thing to go through with her. Her name's Bailey Pirtle and she's from uh, Athens, Alabama. So good old small town girl who I'm just so crazy about and in love with and just, you know, really excited to do, do life with her. Awesome. Yeah, man. man. Just wait until you get until about a week before the wedding and then like <laughs> the stress gets real intense. Booking my plane ticket to Mexico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, you're just kind of <laughs> like, I don't care what flowers you use. I don't give a damn. Yeah. Just, just do one. Right. Um, Man, okay, so that's a lot to unpack there. First of all, congrats on getting out of Ole Miss in six and a half years. That's, right, that's uh, it's almost faster than average. God. Uh, that's a hard place to not not uh, not get stuck there for a while. They call it the Velvet Ditch, man. Like, cause, like the it's Velvet. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, especially when you go into the service business, there, like, you know, in, in your mind in college, you make make such good money barking it down. Oh yeah, I was pulling in sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year as a junior in college. You know, which is yeah. just crazy. I have nothing to show for it. I was just like, let's yeah, go. Yeah, you're just making it rain. You're getting bottle service. But, but but people just will end up staying there for years and years. Yeah, hence, hence the velvet ditch. The velvet ditch, <laughs> dude. I was in fine dining in college. And so I, I, was, I was a server for many years and I was used to just like slanging burgers and 99 cent draft to yeah. drunk frat guys. Yeah. Okay. With fake IDs. That's what I was used to. And I would work from like four o'clock in the afternoon to like three in the morning and make like 120 bucks off of dollar tips. And then I got into fine dining my senior year. Yeah. And I will never forget this. My very first night I, uh, I got in at five. I was done with side work, everything, by like nine fifteen. had four tables, made like 180 bucks. And I thought, oh, this is how the other yeah, side is. Now we're talking. <laughs> yeah, this is, this now we like, made it. Yeah, this is like real money. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I don't have anything to show for it either. I was, <laughs> I was dumb and drunk. God, you and me both, man. So, again, a lot to unpack. But what I love about your story up to this point is that, and we kind of talked about this before we started recording, sure. is that you didn't really want to go down the traditional corporate route. And yeah. a lot of the folks we've had on the podcast have been entrepreneurial in some sense. So, yeah. I know you've had over 250 clients. You've uh, trained a um, a top 10 Miss USA contestant. Yeah. There's there's all kinds of stuff. So, so talk to me about the hustle and the day-to-day grind and what you've learned from just being a personal trainer and starting that, that gig. Yeah, well, I mean, you just go, going back to what you said, just like the, the corporate route, you know, just wasn't for me. I just, the something about the structure and just, uh, just like being confined, you know, and, you know, not being able to do my own thing. Just, I was almost like just... Um, just like a gorilla in a cage, just trying to like, like break out. I, I could never get focused and just, just never really like couldn't find passion in, in it. And, um, you know, I, then, you know, I was just like, you know, like Jesus, like what, like, what do I do now? And I just was like, you know, always going back to fitness. I've always loved fitness. I've always had people tell me, you know, Hey man, you need to train people. Like that's what you're, you're like, so good at it. Like when it comes to, like diet, just like, you just like logically get it. Um, you know, I always played sports was always pretty, I always saw some pretty good success in the, in like the athletic realm and, um, was kind of, um, had to cut my career short due to a lot of uh, concussions that I, that I suffered. But, um, you know, I finally ended up going the fitness route and, um, it's just been the best thing that I ever could, could do. Um, I actually got, I had to start, I started it at, uh, Barry's bootcamp. Okay. So, but I didn't start off as a trainer. I had to serve smoothies at the smoothie bar for six months. No way. Before I got to even 
have a practice round at being a trainer. Seriously? Yeah. Explain Barry's Bootcamp for folks that don't so, know. So ba- Barry's Bootcamp is just it's this top-notch company, man. They, they're, I mean, I didn't really know much about them until I started to work there. It's a, it's a worldwide mm-hmm. um, group fitness studio run by uh, the CEO's Joey Gonzalez, who's a fantastic guy. Um, their, their corporate structure is just unreal, man. They're, they're opening up new gyms, all like just in the Milan, Dubai, San Francisco, here, like here in Nashville. And, uh, when I, when I got here, uh, it, it was the only franchise Barry's bootcamp in the world. So all the other ones were corporate. Owned. Yes. Okay. And, but like, I guess after my first year, they bought out my, my f- uh, former boss and the corporate side took it over and just changed the game, man. Um, but it's just a, it's a high intensity, in, um, interval training, uh, you know, just that group fitness setting. It's got this cool edge to it. You go into like a red room, everything's dark. Yeah, 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 the yeah. Music's bumping. Um, but I, I never thought I would, you know, do that. But, you know, it's just like, you have to like have this front about you. you have this kind of like a hoorah type thing. And I was like, what the hell? Man? I don't know if that's yeah. for me. <laughs> it's kind of, it's, I'm not comparing it directly to these, but like Orange Theory, Iron Tribe Fitness, sure, those, yeah. those types of exactly. environments. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, and that, that to me was just so nerve wracking in a sense, but I, I was like, I know I have to make myself uncomfortable here to, to grow, yeah. you know? And it was just like, you know, and it was kind of, you know, it was very embarrassing for me. I, you know, I've, I've always had to kind of an insecurity with finances and when it comes to like, you know, you know, I've, I've had so many people like girls, you know, that ever go on dates with, you know, you know, you don't make too much money. Like that's yeah. what you have. It's just always been kind of one of those, you know, gut wrenching things for me. And I was just like, I had to swallow my pride and, you say screw it and serve smoothies and, you know, to these beautiful women coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, smoothie. Uh, But, you know, it it taught me so many things, just not giving a shit what people think about me, just staying on the path that you know is right, that will get you to where you want to be. And after the six months of of serving smoothies, we had a a few people quit at Barry's and my boss was like, dude, we need you to jump in there now. Like, I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, oh my God. I mean, you're, you're catering to 40 people at one time in yeah. that class. You know, we're paying a lot of money to be there. We were paying top dollar to, to, to be yeah. there. I mean, it's not cheap at all. And, um, you know, you got to run the treadmills the same time as you're running folks on, on the floor. It's just kind of a complicated concept that, of course, you get better with over time. But, um, man, it was just probably one of the best things I ever did because through Barry's opened up the door for me to get personal clients. Through Barry's opened up, it gave me almost this confidence that I feel like, carried over to allowing me to be cast on this TV show. Mm. Um, and like, I, I, I have, I, I, I sing, I, I have like, I sing just like a, a little bit The the show made me look horrible, but yeah. I was singing because they wanted to show me as like a, you know, right. Like someone that's you know, struggling in music. I, I've never like done that before, but I never would have had the balls to sing for these people on a Skype interview had it not been just to say, screw it. And, yeah, you know, go into that Barry's bootcamp class. So it's just all been like a trickle down effect, and um, just you know, it's been a a great thing and just a huge blessing. Now I've got a a great business. You know, I'm, I see I cater to like fifteen to twenty clients at a time. Um, I have since moved um, group fitness studios, and am now working um, as a group instructor at TrueMav, which is a group fitness studio in the Gulch. It's actually owned by Tim McGraw. And my good buddy Worth Campbell, who's a Nashville guy, who um, is also cast on um, Very Cavalry, which is on E. Yeah, yeah. My wife watches that show. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like there's a random, random show she'll watch. I'm like, that looks like Nashville. And she was like, that's it's, because it is. It's Nashville. I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's about 15 of them. I feel like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine, it's Nashville. So, okay, I do, I do have a question for you from the standpoint of. 
I know a lot of the folks in my position who have the money to pay. So I used to be a member of Iron Tribe. Yeah. I've done all kinds of crap. So I've spent the $250 a month sure. to go work out. And what I liked about that concept is I just show up yeah, and I just do. It's almost like being back in high school yeah, where I don't have to think. Accountability, you know, yeah. that's all it is. Yeah, to me, it's like I need to think in my business. Yeah. That's where I need to spend my time thinking. Sure. I don't need to think in creating a workout. Right. But I know some of the struggles for, for myself and for a lot of my friends has been you get out of college where you've got all this free time. You've got, you know, all the equipment, all the everything in the world. You got go out into the real world. You're in that limbo that yeah, sucks yeah. that you described. Yeah. You're getting out of shape. You're not as pretty as you used to be. <laughs> uh, so that's demoralizing. Yeah. And then, you know, you may not have the money to to pay for the high end thing. So what are some of the struggles that you're finding with the people you're training on how to get them back on track to where they want to be? How do you get them uncomfortable? Man, it's just kind of like just in my fitness journey, how I have to keep things. It's like, it's almost like you have to find, you have to always have to see yourself where you want to be, whether it be in business, whether it be in fitness, whether it's just, you have to just commit, you have to buy in. It's just so hard. What does it take? 21 days to create a habit, 90 yeah. days to create a lifestyle. Yeah. It's just, you know, doing the due diligence, falling in love with the discipline of it all. That, the process. Yeah, exactly. Those little tiny details. And you just got to just, you know, showing up is just a, a huge key and just, especially when like I'll have clients that'll, that'll come in that just don't want to be there. And I'm just like, this is when, this is when we make our money. You don't want to be here. This is how you get to where you want to be, you know? But you know, that's, that's why they, they come to me for that push. That's why they come to me because, you know, um, they know I can get them past that through motivation, like accountability, you know, just like, cause I've, I've been there before and, you know, being in, in the fitness business and this is in, in any kind of job, you know, you get, when you spend, 16 hours a day in the same four walls, you get burnt out on things, you know, yep. so you in yourself, you have to figure out ways to kind of make it more exciting and, you know, just in, in anything. So, um, it's just, it's been, a, a, I guess I've been in business for almost two years now. It's been a very, you know, eye opening two years because also being an, uh, uh, an independent contractor has been eye opening too, yep. you know, like the whole taxes. I just like cringe right here. Because, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like all the money I make is, is not mine. And just like, um, but but yeah, I guess just, I mean, it's also just, you know, it's like, see, I told you I, I love, love sales and, um, I feel like, and you know, I, you can get personal, like personally trained by so, so many people, but they're, but they're, per, they want to get that for me, mm. you know, like Steven, like the, the suits sell themselves, but they're buying from him, yeah. you know, and we, I create such like strong relationships with my clients, let them know that I'm a part of that process with them and it brings me joy to be a part of that hard process with them because, you know, it's tough and challenging. Uh, I just love to watch folks gain confidence through losing weight or putting on muscle or kind of getting to where they want to be. You know, that's kind of why I've fallen in love with my job and I've always loved just helping people make, uh, you know, building relations, relationships with them, so on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. So what are, you, you mentioned some of your own struggles with fitness just to the average person that looks at you, they're like, what struggles could you possibly have? So what are some, I mean, what are some of the times when you're like, man, this, this just sucks. Well, it's, it's funny. It's just like, you know, with relationships, you know, I've, I've found that, you know, if me and my girl are ever off, it's hard for me to want to go in the gym. It's hard for me to want to like go face to face because you, you're spending, you're almost like a psychiatrist too. Mm -hmm. um, and just like, you just have to push past those certain things and just like clear your head. Like right now I've, I've created non-negotiables for every day when it comes to my workouts. 
I do, I've done 30 minutes of walking lunges with, or 800 meters of walking lunges for now 57 straight days. Holy shit. <laughs> There's no way you could walk the third day of doing those. I mean, bro, I've, I've been sore for 57 days, but now, Good I've, Lord. now I've added a 20 pound weight vest and we've just gotten better and better at it. And we walked, we did the, we did 800 meters in 16 minutes the other day, just hauling ass. And I just you a, by yourself. I or? have a training partner, and okay. that's, that's helped the process a lot. But it's like we also do the ab wheel. We do the ab wheel and lo, uh, low back extensions. We do five sets of twenty-five ab wheel and ten or five sets of ten low back extensions. And it's just it's changed the game for me. I've gotten shredded. At, I mean, I've gotten more shredded than I kind of like. But that's what I, I wanted. I was in. I kind of hit a plateau, and I was like, I need to push myself, make myself uncomfortable, create these non-negotiable acts each day, and it's just kind of carried over into my day-to-day life. It's, it's, it's helped me build my, my, my business is like in, enhancing in terms of taking it d- different platforms. I'm trying to build a website and you know, I'm kind of trying to, trying to work smarter, not, not harder. And just through these non-negotiable acts in the gym, it's carried over to my day-to-day life, which is just, it's, it's, it's crazy, you know, creating that, dis- like that discipline in the gym is carried over to my business and my life, so on and so forth. It's interesting because what you just said, 30 minutes of walking lunges is a really simple concept. Simple. And I guarantee you that, I mean, you know this better than I do, but it works all kinds of parts of your body. Yeah. I mean. Well, and we, we do it, we do it fasted. Yeah. As, oh, as okay. Well. Yeah. So you're just crushing. You're shredding. Fat. Dude, shre- sweating your balls off, just like getting after it, man. So it, are you a big fan of intermittent fasting? So I do uh, what's called anabolic fasting. It's okay. kind of a little bit different. What my fitness mentor, I, I can't take credit for the lunges or the, the diet. Um, Corey Gregory is a guy that I've followed for the past two years. He was the president and founder of Muscle Farm. Okay. And uh, he's since left and created a whole different brand called Max Effort Muscle. But he kind of created this this diet um, called anabolic fasting. Um, and it's, it's not similar to i don't really want to give the details of it all like the secrets of it all but like it's not like intermittent fasting where you can just like kind of eat whatever you want to in a certain window because you found that folks tend to gorge themselves and they you know just have an all-out free-for-all that window hits it's more more strict in, in terms of you know uh protein vegetable fat source twice a day and the kicker is you spike your insulin at night with peanut butter and bananas to carry you over through that morning workout makes sense it's fantastic man it's just like you don't think about food all the time when you're eating those tiny meals all day long i mean i i'm eating about a pound and a half of protein every every meal (laughs) (laughs) yeah man yeah but um so how quickly after your workout can you eat is there, I mean, there's like windows. So like noon, yeah. I, I'll eat it at, at noon and again at six or, okay. or, or seven. And then I'll have the uh, bananas and peanut butter right, right before bed. It, it's funny that because it, it almost puts you in a deeper sleep cycle, spikes that insulin and just carries you over. gives you that, in, that the energy you need that next day for that morning, uh, morning workout. Excuse me. Like I personally love the concept of intermittent fasting sure. and just intermittent fasting in general. I've got an app where I keep track of it and I'll, I'll send it to my buddy. You know, I try to do it at least four times a week. I stick to the 16-hour yeah. schedule. It's fantastic. Sometimes I'll go a full 24 hours, actually, yeah. which the first time I ever did it, I thought I was going to die. <laughs> and then the second time I did it, I was like, man, that wasn't that hard. You feel clean. And you like, feel clean. Yeah. You, your head trash is gone. Yeah. And I try not to make the podcast religious, but I'm saying every major world religion has some sort of fasting True. intertwined into yeah, it. Definitely. Our ancestors were not stupid. Yeah. They did these things for a reason. Very true. You know, us as human beings, we weren't designed to eat three meals a day every single day. Yeah. Like our ancestors would go hunt. They'd be fasting while they're hunting. Yeah. And then they'd bring back a feast. Sure. <laughs> and they would, you know, 
I'm oversimplifying that with bro signs, but it is what it is. <laughs> so, I mean, what are just some of the small tips and tricks you've got? Let's say we're talking to a young 30-year-old, 25 to 32-year-old dude, yeah. okay? Uh, still in the prime of his life. Yeah. So he hasn't started hitting issues like just lower testosterone sure. levels and things like that. Maybe they're working that nine to five. They're working in finance <laughs> or accounting or mortgages or whatever. What's the first thing you would you would try to just figure out and try to help them with? Is in terms of like fitness goals? Yeah, just fitness goals and and uh, let's say they're trying to lose body fat. Sure. I mean, hell, I'm um, what like what I do. Of course, I start with diet. I'm not a registered dietitian, so I'm not going to lay your diet out by the macronutrients. But I yeah. I know how to logically eat. You know. Yeah. Um, so I mean, we we start with that. Go over like the, the goals of what what they're trying to do. Um, whether it's like build lean mass or like like you said, if it was someone trying to like lose thirty or forty pounds. Um, you know, I, I would definitely throw out, I always throw out the diet that I, that I use and you just, you, uh, vary the portions based off what you're trying to get to, mm. you know? So if you want obviously to lose weight, you go down to about a fourth of a pound to a half pound of, of protein, um, so on and so forth. Um, if you're but, trying to bulk up, you're eating a pound and a half like damn you are. right, man. <laughs> damn, man. That's so much protein. It's so much, dude. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, so this. So the uh, diet, obviously the drinking is huge. Like I, I always say you may, you know, drink maybe one night a weekend, you know, and just yeah, try yeah. to like limit that. And just the, this, the diet that, that I'm on is a, is a, it's a four and a half day diet. So it gives you balance. Mm. So the, the diet um, starts on Sunday at lunch. Um, the cheats kick in Friday at dinner. So you have a cheat Friday at dinner, Saturday at dinner. Or, if, you know, if you're trying to lose even more, cut out the cheats, you know, take them down to one, you know, kind of whatever you want. Um, and also, of course, the structure of the workout. Um, you know, if you're trying to lose weight, it's all about the, the, the rest times of the workout are just as, as important as the workout themselves. You know, if, if you're trying to gain lean mass and lose weight, about a minute to a minute 30 between exercises or, or sets. I like to do like circuits, you know, moving, moving quickly, you know, trying to get that heart rate up. So you're doing a lot of hit stuff. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Even like with, with my clients, I'll, you know, run them through circuits that I set up or, you know, but also doing strength work as well, you know, testosterone building exercises, deadlifts, pull-ups, bench press, all that kind of stuff still, you know, uh, but, just sorry for anybody listening who may not know what hit is just give a brief yeah, so just the hit is the high intensity interval training. You know, I like to set up different stations of, um, you know, maybe forty five seconds on, fifteen seconds off between each station. Yeah, go six minutes through the station, or you know, set up six stations, six minutes through the station. Do that twice for a tw- uh, twelve minutes total. Chill for about two or three minutes. Do it all again. You know, maybe tweak the stations that second round. Um, just nonstop moving. Um, that's kind of what the uh, deal is over there at TrueMav. Um, mm. The the classes are. 30 minutes long. I, I got folks burning 1200 calories in about 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Damn. Yeah. It's wild. And, and like the beauty of it, you keep burning those calories throughout the day. Yeah. It doesn't just stop when you, you know, complete your um, workout. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> you made me think of something, uh, day of my wedding, my, uh, one of my guys in my wedding party and I, we went to the gym and <laughs> He thought we were just going to do like some casual, like, hey, let's just sweat out some of the booze we've had over yeah. the last couple of days. I said, we're doing deadlifts, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so he said his legs were just shaking the whole time. Started wedding. He was like, oh, God. <laughs> um, so, okay, that's really interesting. You know, I remember the first hit workout I ever did consciously was called the bear. Okay. And um, this is years ago, but I remember I almost died. One of my friends had me doing it. So you, you get a, 
I think we started at like 115 pounds, which I remember looking at that and being like, give me a break. Yeah. We'll crush this. <laughs> but you, you have obviously the bar. You've got the weight on it. And you power clean up. You overhead press. Then you put on your back. You you squat. Then you overhead press and bring it back down. And that's one. Yeah. And you do that five times and that's one set. You do that five sets. With the same weight. Yeah, with yeah. the same weight. So, again, initially you're like, I got this. By the time you get to the third or fourth set, you feel like you may actually die. I'm sure, man. Moment. How much you're like releasing for those movements and stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot. Well, because it's just such a compound exercise. Yeah. And that's when the first time it clicked in my head, this is probably five or six years ago, I was like, oh, there's something to this. Have you done it since? Uh, <laughs> yes, but not like as. Not really religiously. Yeah, yeah, not religiously. <laughs> yeah. I, if somebody makes me do it, I'll do it. But I'm not yeah. a big fan. Yeah. Because uh, it is super, super hard. Sure. Uh, so let's fast forward to being on reality TV. Sure. All right. How does that happen? Man, it was crazy. Um, myself, along with like thousands of folks in Nashville, got a Facebook notification saying that the you know there's a reality TV show coming to Nashville. That it's like the, the the producer of The Hills okay. and Laguna Beach did our show. Okay, so it's like you know the producer of The Hills and Laguna Beach is going to be doing the show. Um, you know, fill out this questionnaire and submit it. Yeah. Okay. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just go for it. I was single, you know, didn't, didn't give a shit. I was living with my buddy and just, it was kind of start just in the process of building my personal training business. So, you know, finances weren't just crazy, um, which they still are now, but I mean, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, uh, definitely in a lot better position that, that I, I was then, but you know, all of a sudden a few months go by, I get some random phone, like LA phone call. It's like, Hey Jackson, this is, uh, Kristen Webley, who is our, um, who is the one that, that found me, if if you will, um, she's like, we got your, um, you know, quite your submission of, you know, our inquiry about the show Music City, and would love to, you know, have a Skype interview with you. I was like, all right, cool. Um, so you know, we hopped on a Skype interview with Kristen, Adam Devillo, um, who's the producer of The Hills and all that kind of stuff, um, and man, they just it just it clicked. They I was in. Uh, Nashville native. They liked the, my, my look. I didn't really look like I was like a, a Southern guy. I kind of had that more like an LA, New York type look to me. I, I don't really like dress, you know, in like the you know, frat star kind, yeah. like, kind of way. Um, and you know, they liked the fact that my cousin who she's just, she's hilarious. She's just such a boisterous figure. That, and that's the one who was on, who won missing the sea. And, okay. um, yeah, yeah. That, that was her. Um, so, uh, they didn't know about her at first. And they also interviewed Steven because I, I told them about Steven after they interviewed me. Um, and it just, man, it just kept going from there and going from there. And, uh, I also have a, a huge family in town. My mom, their three sisters, and they call us the Kardashians of, of the South. So it's just like, <laughs> which I don't think is the best comment in the world. I was about to say, I don't know. You can take that one way or another. I'm not proud of that, but my, my, my cousin runs with it. She's like, oh yeah, my Kardashians of the South. Um, but man, it just, it's just a, one of those things, man, well, my cousin and I were the only non-musicians on the show. It's, you know, it's kind of just wanted to show the beauty of Nashville, how it's come up so much and like how, how hard it is to, you know, find a way here in the music business. Just like in L.A., it's so hard to find a way in film and like, yeah. you know, movies and uh, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it was just a, it was such a blessing because it was able to highlight my training business Um it actually, they caught my cousin winning the Miss Tennessee pageant live, which no one knew was going to happen. I mean, they were there, like the cameras were there live. And so that, that was just That's a cool. money shot for them, you know? And then they ended up, I guess her Miss USA pageant was in Shreveport of all places. 
It's a uh, very random place. Yeah, to miss USA. I think that's where it started, and I don't know, <laughs> but um, yeah, but the first season was 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 great. It was it was just a, such a fun experience. Second season was a little bit different. Was that now I had my my girl involved? I, I wasn't you know single Jackson anymore. My guard was up a lot more mm. just to like protect her, and you know they're they're going to create dramatic situations for those kind of shows. Yeah, and she wasn't the biggest fan of it. Which uh, which kind of hurt a little bit. I mean, it, it didn't hurt. You know, that was I guess the wrong word, but it just made it a lot more challenging, like, difficult to enjoy the process as much. And I kind of held a, a grudge against the show. And yeah, um, but you know, l- looking back on it, it's it's been such a, a blessing, such an opportunity that probably that not many people get to e- experience. I, I definitely didn't take it for uh, granted um, at all. But you know, it. it um, you know, I, I wouldn't mind it if it got picked up again. It, it's a great source of income as as well. And it just, um, again, it's another outlet for me to kind of portray my personal training business and, and all that kind of stuff. So how does that shopping process work? You mentioned you were talking about shopping into MTV, Netflix. It almost seems like Netflix is like the best yeah, so place that, because yeah. I check Netflix way before I check anything sure. on TV. And what sucks about CMT is how many people watch CMT. Not many people have CMT as an option in the, even their cable packages. Yeah, you got to basically live in the South. Sure. And I mean, isn't it? It's based out of Nashville, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah so yeah. that's basically that's basically it. I, I maybe I've watched CMT twice in my life. Sure. Like Last Man Standing's on there. I can only name like a handful yeah. of shows that are on there. But I mean, like they, they did a great job of of promoting it. And you know, it, I mean, it was it was a blessing to, to work with, with CMT. We got to do so many cool things that I, I would have never gotten to do in my life. You know, go to um, L.A. We got to be on. We got to go walk the red carpet at the uh, iHeartRadio Awards. Um, just got to go like backstage, like these like Bellator fights, and meet all these really cool people in like the VIP section. They're just you know such cool things that I would have never been able to do you know prior to that. And you know I just consider myself blessed to have been able to be yeah a, a part of all that. But but yeah, it's just shopping because so, so Done and Done Productions is the one who does our show and, and they owns shop it. yeah and they shop it around to those networks yeah yeah so. I want to talk about something that's really interesting because I haven't had the opportunity to talk to anybody about this. Sure. You're the first person who's been on a reality TV show. <laughs> I, I guess Steven, I know Steven's been on a couple episodes, right? Yeah. Like he was with you. Like, portrays like my buddy on the show. Yeah. 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 Um, but you mentioned some of those dramatic scenarios they're going to create for the show. You being in a relationship, obviously a serious relationship. Yeah. Since she's your fiance. Now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, talk to us about that. What did you learn from that? If, I mean, if there's a scenario you want to share, just break that down a little bit more. Yeah, it's. I mean, you know, they. It's not. I mean, they. A lot of people ask, you know, is this scripted? And they, they, t- they, they get to know you so well, like that you kind of just forget the cameras are even like there after doing it for so many times, so many times, and um, they create, they put you in scenarios, but mm. you kind of act yourself in those scenarios, and like there, you know, there's a the. I guess the main people of the show who were like, they're, they're it's a married couple. Like they put their marriage out there for people to see. And wow. And like, and it is Rocky. Mm. So, I mean, you know, and they were all right with that. And, you know, they, they let the, they let the producers run with it. And they were, I mean, it's just something you have to like do. And like, they almost, um, I mean, they created, you know, tension with certain relationships with cast members or, um, you know, I, uh, there's just like certain times on the show. There's just like hard for me to even watch like 
certain things. Like I, I would like cuss on, on the show and like my mom would just cringe. Like my, mm. my fiance's. She sounds like a good Southern lady. Fiance's, oh, she's the best. And like <laughs> my, my fiance's parents would just cringe. You know, I just like, you know, it's, uh, I mean, I don't know. Um, it, it's just very interesting, kind of hard to like explain, but you know, you, you think they're doing one, th- like you go into like, you, you film it and you don't see it until it airs. And then they've and edited like, it into something else. Fuckers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so like there, there's like a, there's like this example. We were walking into, we were filming at Disc Insider over there next to Steven's shop. <laughs> um, and it was me and my fiance were walking into my cousin's, what they called a pity party that she threw after she came, after she, she lost me. She was like, and, um, and my cousin and I got really mad because they were trying to get us to fight against each other. Mm. And we'd been drinking a little bit. And, and she goes, don't fuck with me and Jackson. And they flipped it around and threw my fiance's name in there. Oh. Said, don't fuck with me and Jackson Bailey. <laughs> so they just like, you know, that kind of stuff. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Wow, interesting. I know. So it's just that, kind of, just to get the story going, man, because they're trying to be relatable to the audience because if everything was hunky dory no one would watch they want to say yeah, you that. need drama sure <laughs> that's so interesting so for for folks who don't know kind of the spiel i give to everybody before we start recording is like i'm not going to edit you to say something that you didn't say yeah and now i'm listening to this and i'm like i mean i could i could do it and it wouldn't be as bad as what they could <laughs> right? do yeah interesting yeah man that's that's fascinating <laughs> wow so obviously shows being shopped around so yeah. that's i mean was there any point as much as we like to control our own ego and who we think we are and all these things, you are on TV, you are on CMT, you're on a reality TV show. You don't know how big it's going to be. I mean, like you said, you're on the red carpet for iHeartRadio, et cetera. Was there any point while doing a show where you had to check yourself and be like, yo, like what's going on here in your own head and your own perception of yourself and your own business, et cetera? Man, not really. Um, I don't really... I mean, I come from such a loving family who would, you know, my dad would give me the shirt off his back. My mom would go work 15 jobs to do whatever she had to do to make sure my brother and I had the best of, of everything. And, yeah. you know, I've never been one to feel entitled, you know, in any way. I've, I've always just taken the show and use it like as a humbling experience and making sure in every interview I express how grateful I am for the process and how I, you know, I'm so grateful for, you know, the Lord to put me in that kind of a process and, um, and that kind of an opportunity. And I, I see it as a, a blessing as opposed to, you know, look at me, I get to do this, that, yeah. um, and just, you know, it's, it's been such a, a you know, just a blessing for me to be able to grow my, my personal training business and just get my name out there and to be, and to, you know, um, be a reflection of my city and all, all that kind of stuff. It's just been, and I, I never really had to check myself. It was more just like pinch myself, you know, right. as opposed to check myself yeah. saying, and just like continuing to be grateful to the good Lord for putting me in that, you know, fantastic and just incredible position that, you know, there's no telling how long it, it would last, which as, as of right now, it's technically in the bag. But I mean, you know, there, there is hope for, a, you know, a few more, more seasons. But. Yeah. I mean, like Nashville got canceled. Sure. And then yeah. I don't remember who picked it up, but Hulu or yeah, so I guess they were with ABC, and then CMT picked oh, them CMT up. Oh, CMT picked them up and after. And we were, took Nashville yeah. Spot on CMT. And ah. then, yeah, so um, that was that, their, the transition there. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, it, I don't think it was more so of, you know, check yourself, but it was just more just like, this is so awesome. It's such, a, such like an incredible blessing. Awesome. Yeah. So did, did it help uh, personal training business? Of course, yeah, of course it did, um, which is, you know, why I decided to do it. And, you know, when, like, the, I had to get, like, a – entertainment lawyer kind of look up like go over the the contract with me and he you know he was giving me like the 
um, warnings of like, you know, if, if your friends want to be in it, just know that anything they say can be manipulated mm. and like all that kind of stuff. And like, um, you know, there's certain things that I, I can't go on like, like Instagram and like say things are fake or that I can get sued, like mm. all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. It was a very just interesting experience. All that was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet. Yeah. So where do you see the future of, of your, you know, your, your practice going, your, your business going? Yeah, man. So as of right now, this year, I'm really trying to take this year to figure out how to work smarter and not as hard. Um, oh, efficiencies. Well, like yeah. It. Yeah. And like, I've always been the one like work the shittiest jobs you can find. Like all my friends are like, dude, why do you work all these shit jobs? Like in high school, I would, wake up at like three in the morning, go work turf care at Richland. And like with all, <laughs> with all the ombre, you know what I mean? I was cutting sod. I was like, and they were just like, what are you doing? And like I would, I did tennis court maintenance at the YMCA. Just that like, sounds terrible too. I know man. Just like these shit jobs. And like, but I, I don't care. I don't mind to work my ass off. I, yeah. I find like great pride in joining it. But I, I, I found, you know, as I've, you know, like looking to the future, you know, I want to, really create a sustainable business where I don't have to put near as much man hours. Cause you know, it's, it's hard as a man. Like do you spend all your time working to provide for your wife or do you like, you know, spend time with your wife and not take as much time, you know, it's just yeah, like it's a balance. hard balance, you know, and I'm trying, and she's not my, my wife yet. Of course, we're just, we're still in the early process of processes of our engagement, but you know, I'm, we're kind of getting to that point where I, you know, I just want to be more efficient with it, you know, and I, I found obviously with online stuff, you can touch so many more people. You can only, you know, your time can only be worn so, so thin, you know, I can only see so many folks and so many, you know, in the 24 hours that a day gives you. So, you know, it's just been a, like, like I said, just a constant process. I'm, I actually train my clients at next level fitness on church street. Okay. So it's a, it's a personal trainers only gym. Um, so you can't have like a member, you can't come in and get a membership and all that kind of stuff. So it's very like, you know, chill. It's just you and your, your trainer, very like intimate, if you will. I, don't, I hate that word when it comes to training, but, um, and it's probably got more of the functional fitness aspects of a gym rather than like a gold's gym where you walk in and you're like, Oh, it's a machine. Sure. Sure. It's like, yeah. Yeah. And, but like, but in, in saying that I've been around so many great guys who've been in the business who've helped like mentor me and there's such mm-hmm. good, good dudes over there that, you know, just, but, just want to help and like show you the proper way to do it. And like my boss over there, Jack Haynes has just been unreal with like helping me through this process. And of course, you know, we have to pay him, him rent each month and it's, it, it ain't cheap, Yeah, but he's like, he, you know, sometimes if I can't make it, you know, he'll, he's just so good to work with me and tell me how to do it better next time. And, you know, just, and that's just been such a huge help for me, you know, with my business and just learning how to be an independent contractor and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's man. awesome. Well, uh, I know we're running up on time here, but, one of the questions I always like to ask is, so we go to pre six and a half year old Miss Jackson. Okay? <laughs> yeah. So, so you haven't, you haven't been in the Grove for six and a half years yet, which I think you're like the fourth person I've had on here from Ole Miss. I don't really? Know. I think so. There's, there's Ole Miss and what else? Oh, former Dallas Cowboys, like players. That's like, cool. That's a very random, very, very random sports team yeah, that right. for some reason we're connected to. <laughs> Going back to 18-year-old you, knowing all that you know about yourself and knowing all that you know in general, if you could go back to yourself at 18, what would you go back and tell yourself? Man, just being I, – I feel like I burned a lot of bridges in my early years of, of, of business. Didn't really realize the importance of um, following up. I didn't really realize the importance of, um, you know, just like stand, just relationships and – 
to be honest, like Stephen really showed me a lot about how you're supposed to follow up with someone, how you're supposed to network, like how you're supposed to, you know, do certain things in, in business. And um, I, I just, you know, thank my immaturity at, at that time. You know, you're so like just young and stupid making all these dumb decisions. And, you know, I, I, I guess, you know, with, with the burning of the bridges, you know, I've I hurt people in the past and I didn't mean to hurt and, you know, just kind of doing things differently in that aspect. Um, you know, whether it be, um, trying to think just like, you know, this being honest and, and, you know, you know, why tell a lie when the truth is, is, is better, you know, just yeah. that, that kind of stuff being upfront, honest, um, I wish I were a lot better with my money in college and um, kind of had to learn that the hard way and learn as I went. I, I, I was never really taught really how to manage my finances, um, kind of just had to do that on my own. And um, man, I guess, you know, just when it comes to just decision making, just not being, you know, so impulsive, more so thinking mm. things through, you know, I'm a very impulsive guy. Yep. And that's really been me in the ass a, a few times. And, you know, as I've gotten older, you know, you've taken, I've taken my my lumps and I've, I've learned from it, you know? So, yeah. um, you know, I just tell, tell myself to slow down, think about things you know, think before you speak, uh, think about the relationships you have, you know, and just use them to your benefit, you know, not try to use anyone, but, you know, just um, kind of realize what's in, in front of you and don't, don't squander what, what's there. I love it. I yeah. love it. Well, and a lot of those things you described, they're just maturity as, of course, definitely. you know, the hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. We all learn. Um, life is hard. It is. It's like really hard. Yeah. Nobody prepares you for that either. No, man. Um, this is where you get to sell or plug whatever you want to plug. So how can people get a hold of you? What, you know, whatever you want to share with the world, go for it. Yeah, man. Uh, again, my, um, my uh, website will probably be launched by the end of the month. It's It'll be voidbodyfit.com. Uh, my Instagram tag is at Jax, J-A-C-K-S underscore Boyd, B-O-Y-D. Um, and... I'm probably not going to give out my cell phone number. But. No, you don't have to do that. <laughs> yeah. But I'll put I'll put all the the uh, social media stuff in the in the description. But sure. But again, I, I'm training my uh, group fitness at True Mav Fitness in the Gulch here in Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm also seeing personal clients at Next Level Fitness on Church Street downtown, and also come to folks in you know apartment buildings, their home gyms, so on and so forth. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, well. Jackson, thanks for coming on. Been, that was awesome. It's been a pleasure, my friend. I'm sure we'll get to continue this conversation at some point. I hope so, I'm, man. <laughs> I want to see, you know, one thing I'm excited about is a lot of these folks that may have been at the podcast at one point, again, a lot of entrepreneurial folks seeing their evolution. Yeah. We've seen some really, really cool stuff happen. I'm sure, man. Already. But again, to anybody listening, millennial manhood, CIP at gmail.com. Holler at me in my DMs, whatever you want. If you've got uh, ideas, people you want to interview, constructive criticism, keywords constructive. Don't just complain. You got to offer a solution. You know how to get a hold of me. And uh, until then, we'll uh, talk to you guys soon.